tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to the Billy D's Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled that you are here. And I smirk when I say that because there are other podcasters, I, I will say, who, who imitate me when I say that, but mock might be a better word, which is fine. They do it uh, in, in the, the spirit of humor, I'm sure. But anyway, we are primarily an interview and a commentary podcast. We are actually live. This episode is being done live on a fireside. And the the groove that's kind of hit for me on, on this platform is talking about the application of, let's say, audio and video um, into your content, like your main content. If you're a writer, for example. How are you using quality content to bring people to your writing? And audio has become a big part of that. Audio is a very big part of that. And that was unexpected. If you would have asked me two or three years ago, is audio going to be on par with what video is doing? Uh, I would probably have to say no, I mean, other than podcasts and things like that. Uh, you know, radio, internet radio style programs, that's one thing. But for social audio, it's, as it's being caused, uh, called now, for that to be incorporated into people's content marketing plan, if you would have asked me that pre-COVID, I would have said, no, I, don't, I, I just don't see that happening. But it's funny how things change. And this is where we're at. Uh, got a couple of people scheduled that might come in tonight. But the first one is Graciella. And Graciella is, I actually have her website up here. And to kind of give you some insight into who she is and what she's all about, all you have to do is realize the website is Song of Myself Coaching. It's somcoaching.com, Song of Myself. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, it's because there's a reason for that. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that means? Sure. So Song of Myself is a poem by American transcendentalist poet Walt Whitman, who wrote Leaves of Grass a long time ago, a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Song of Myself, the poem is really about all the things that my work is about. So it's about mindfulness, confidence, authenticity, embracing, you know, your, your place in this world. And uh, I fell in love with it when I was early 20s and I never gave it up. You mentioned, and I hope I say this correctly, correctly, transcendentalism uh, when I interviewed you a while back. What is it? That's not a word you hear every day. Um, you know, that's a word that uh, has a has a, a very uh, narrow uh, application in the common vernacular. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Well, transcendentalism as a it's a, a literature 
um, movement, but as a whole, and I apologize, my child has a bell in his hand. Um, <laughs> um, as a whole, transcendentalism is about finding um, the tools that you would seek outside of yourself. When you tap into transcendentalism, you find them within. So in my line of work, I teach, guide, and coach people through really developing the tools for themselves. What does that look like from within? Um, and of course, if my client is interested in religion or faith-based work, then that's outside of themselves, right? Then right. we also tap into that. But I'm very interested in people maneuvering um, these tools and figuring them out from within and for themselves. Interesting. On your on your website, you have a couple of things listed here. A certified life coach. Uh, you're a storyteller, mindset expert, hope enthusiast. I really like that one. Um, hope is, is and I, I spoke to you briefly about this when I interviewed you some time ago. And I want to clarify this for, for our show today. And then I'm going to kind of get into how you apply uh, audio into your work. But a hope is... It, it, it's a word that we kind of take for granted. Like, I hope the Browns win. <laughs> and if you're a football fan, you know that that can be very futile. Um, but a hope can mean a lot more things. You know, if someone's critically ill, uh, we talk about, well, there's always hope. You know, where there is life, there is hope is is a very common saying. And it's, I, I believe Stephen Hawking uh, was one of the ones that, that said that quite often. And of course, um, he was a scientist, brilliant scientist who lived completely paralyzed most of his life due to ALS. Um, and so that, that, that in that context, hope means something far more grand. Um, but I think hope sometimes gets a bad rep because people presume that when you say, well, I hope something is that you're just sitting around wishing for the best, but I hope you have to participate in it. You have to be proactive for that hope, um, hope can inspire you, but it can't do all the work for you. Am I, am I talking about that correctly? Do you want to expand on that a little bit? You, you touched on it greatly. And the thing is that hope gets a bad rap, but it also really depends on the connotation and in the tone behind how we use it, because it can also be used in a, in a form of resentment, like, oh yeah, I hope so, right? Like yeah. my tone and my intention really colors the whole experience. And I didn't really think about hope at all until I'm investigating hope in Christ, which is its own thing, right? And mm -hmm. so Christians and, and faith-based religions understand very well what that means. You wait in the Lord and everything is done in the time of the Lord and that's fine. But then I realized in my research that the American Psychological Association has a plethora of research as to what hope is as a mindset, as something that happens in your prefrontal cortex that you can employ as a tool. And it's, you know, when you employ a tool, it means that you're using it. And the word use, you know, implies that there's an action taken. So it's all really action oriented. It's not that I'm going to hope my dreams come true is what can I do today to help that dream come true? Even if it seems very significant, it really isn't. And so the, the point is to get people to understand that every step matters towards that goal. And before you know it, the goal is there, right? And you're yeah. right there at the cusp of it. And so now you start the process again, hoping for something else. 
So the, the journey never ends to realize these things. And other people call it manifestation. People call it blessings. And um, some people just call it living, right? Living yeah. your best life. That is That is what living your best life is in my eyes. It's not like, you know, I'm going to be rich and be on a yacht and drink champagne all day. First of all, I don't drink. But to me, living my best life is what do I want to do? What do I want to create? And all of a sudden, there it is. I created it. I made it happen. And hope is the main ingredient for that. Yeah. Well, you have one of the most practical, um, and this is going by my experience with it, finding it online and dealing with other people who who are coaches and and try to be a, a, a motivation in people's lives. You have one of the more practical approaches. And um, like I said, I've, I've interviewed you before and I know the steps that are involved. And it's very comprehensive. And um, I have so much respect for the mechanics of how you approach this because there's a lot of people online, quite frankly, that use, I'm going to say positivity uh, as a commodity that can be bought and sold very much like religion can. You know, there, there's a reason why you can lay on a bed of 10,000 nails and, and not get cut. It has nothing to do with feeling good about the fact that you won't get cut. Um, and I always say, if you're, if you're going to impress me, just sit on one nail. That, that will impress me. <laughs> or just step on one hot coal. Uh, but you have a practical approach to um, how people go forward with improving their lives. And I think it's twofold. I think you have the skills, you know, you're amazingly skilled at what you do, but you also walk the walk. You have this spirit about you that, that just jumps out. Um, you have this positive energy. Uh, I know that you're an empath and you talk about that and that sensitivity that you have comes across. So you have a lot of tools here. So let's talk a little bit about social media first. How, how do you bring that out? let's say, in the mix of Twitter, Facebook, and all these other things? How do you let that show? Well, in all honesty, I'm not even sure that I'm an authority on these things. Um, I think at this point, after 13 years doing it, it's just part of my work, right? Part of my daily work. Mm -hmm. Um, I just show up, right? And so, Elijah, you were talking earlier about quality content or um, creating social media content as a writer. And I feel like I can definitely identify with that. So what I'm hoping people will see in my Instagram, for example, is my caption, right? Because the caption is where the value that I'm providing is my three second, four second or six, six second reel of me like, you know, mouthing a sound that is trending doesn't really give you the value, right? <laughs> like as a writer, the real value for me is in the caption. And I can't really control how many people read it or who reads it or, you know, how they interpret it. But I think it really, um, when it comes to an authenticity piece, it's really become apparent um, who who is striving for that authenticity and who just doesn't really think authenticity matters or who is not there to really provide that kind of content. And when it comes to, you know, not just selling hope, and let's call it that, right, as part of my business, but really working with highly sensitive empaths to figure out how to overcome those, uh, overcome those sensitivities, part of the process in overcoming that sensitivity is figuring out who am I? when I take these sensitivities out 
who am I when I really figure out what my own energy is about? There's that authenticity that I want people to figure out how to let it shine through. And it's beautiful what you said about me. And I appreciate that. And I thank you for that because that's what I want my clients to get to do for themselves, right? Oh, Graciela, like you're so magnetic and you shine. And I'm like, well, this is what I want to work for you to get to do for yourself. Right. You know, you want to shine. You want to be authentic. You want to stand on your truth. You want to show up in the world standing in your power. What does that look like? It looks different than me, right? Mm -hmm. And so every client is different and every experience is different, which is also what I love about working one-on-one with people is that every single coaching conversation is different. And I find that beautiful. It's not that I require variety, but it just never gets boring or tiring, right? Because I'm working with different people and it's just beautiful. Well, when I ask you, like, for example, you you mentioned that you're not an authority on how to apply certain things on social media, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know that there is such a thing. I I mean, I believe that there is uh, certain things that work well better than others, not using too many hashtags and just, you know, the general rules such as that. Um, But what what, what I talk about on, on this show a lot really has to do with what works for you. And that's something that I believe people can use, not because they're going to copy it, but because of the fact it expands the horizon of what's available. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. Well, if she can do that, you know, that kind of strikes an idea in my mind Then I can go this direction. I can try this for myself. So anytime somebody comes on a platform like this and talks about what works for them and how they've utilized it, it has value, not because they're instructing anyone or not because they expect someone to follow their in their footsteps 100 percent. But it's just that it, 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 it expands people's notions of of what's possible. And you have done that for me. You you've been um, um, my content has changed slightly just because of my association with you lately, listening in on some of your stuff. I, I, I've been very careful to put a little bit more humanity in my content because I believe that's so important. And you're right. Sometimes we have to do silly things online. We, I mean, you have to mix it up. There's there's the dances and all these other things, but somewhere along the line, you got to work that stuff in. And and you mentioned authentic, authenticity, which is something that I talk about a lot. You know, um, people can recognize an authentic person being silly Um, that there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, that's certainly part of the content mix. Uh, Did you want to respond to that before I go to my next question? The thing is, I feel like authenticity is huge when you're a coach specifically, especially if you are coaching in the way that I coach, because authenticity is one of those things I want to coach people through. I really have no choice but to not only show it in social media, but to really be authentic in my own home, right? Like, you know, one of those examples would be everybody telling me that I couldn't leave my Christmas tree up until Valentine's Day, (laughs) right? And I'm like, well, I want to leave my Christmas tree for as long as I want. And that's what's authentic to me, right? And so I just put a bunch of hearts on it. And there it is. My husband already asked me, like, are you going to leave the Christmas tree up all year? And I'm like, no, it's until Valentine's. Like, just give it a few more weeks and that's it. And so that's what's authentic to me. That never happened in my home growing up. Like, that's just something I did for myself. And I have to walk the talk because of the nature of my work. Sure. If you have to adjust yourself, go right ahead. Um, While you're doing that, I'll I'll go so as far to say that in my neighborhood, there are people with skeletons still in their front yard, the, the Halloween decorations. 
are still up. Um, and I'm not much for Halloween decorations uh, during Halloween. Before I had Anthony's in the room and I'm going to bring him up in one second because he's 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 an interesting guy. And I bet you he's he's got some good comments for you. But I do want to say about applying here again. We talked a little bit about social media and you you are uh, someone who utilizes Twitter spaces very effectively. With that being said, you, you're successful on wisdom and, and some other ones. What is it? How do you? Here again, all the tenets that we talked about that you have, those principles that you have. What is it about audio that you feel works so well for you uh, when, when you're talking about what you do? Um, what is it about audio that works so well for me? Let's pick that as the first bit of the question. Okay. And I think, and I think it really has to do with just me being a talker and being comfortable talking and being, a, being sure. comfortable um, expressing my point of view. And, and this has been a journey, right? Because mm-hmm. coming from abusive and toxic relationships, which is a lot of the advocacy work that I do, um, I didn't have a voice, right? And I didn't have um, a, a platform or, or really a, an ear that could listen. And I feel like social audio came into my life at a point where I was literally in my knees praying to figure out I have this message and I have this love and passion that I want to share with others. Should I start a podcast? Because I used to listen to like 10 podcasts a day Mm -hmm. and, you know, carry around a notebook and take notes and learn so much. And so I was literally praying about figuring that out. And then social audio came into, you know, my periphery. And so it's been wonderful to just explore the live conversation, right? Because that's what social audio is, as opposed to a pre-recorded podcast that's just me and my guest or me by myself. And I think um, somebody like me who grew up in entertainment and who grew up doing um, moderating and on stage, essentially, mm-hmm. I was never really scared to jump in and just go all in, right? And then... Um, it was in the beginning, it was a certain kind of, you know, fake it till you make it. I am helping my clients be confident. So I need to show confidence. So let me, what does that sound like? Well, you know, what does that look like? Let me show, let me show up in that way. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a hundred, 200 hours later of social audio, uh, by the time I finished 2022, I had over 200 hours of social audio between Twitter spaces and, wisdom and fireside. And so wow. two, 200 plus hours later, there is no fake it till you make it. Like, this is just me and what I talk about and the confidence just like, this is it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, it's been beautiful to, to grow into it and to really target what do I want to talk about? And most importantly in Twitter spaces. Um, and I'm very grateful that Adam is here because he's my co-host as of late um, in Twitter spaces, I asked my community, what do you want us to discuss? You know, we want to serve you. We, I don't want to come in here with an agenda because I want inclusivity. I want people to feel like they are seen. Well, let me ask you what you want to discuss and then we'll discuss it, right? We'll break it up. We'll dissect it and we'll tell you what our experience is. And it's been beautiful to include the community in that way because in the end, that's what community is, right? Sure. 
Fantastic. I, I, I really like everything that, that, that you're doing uh, and your uh, strategy, your attitude and the energy that you provide in the, in the, uh, on the stage, I should say, uh, is Anthony. Um, Anthony, uh, if you want to come up in video, you can come up on video if you so choose. Anthony, do you guys know each other? Have you guys met on uh, Fireside before? Uh, yes, we have. Um, you know, Gracie Ellis had so many people on her show. Yes. Uh, she may not remember me. I don't know. But I did write a poem uh, to go into her newsletter. But, oh, wow. Um, yeah. So um, here's, you know, both of you, and and I'm being straight, um, both of you, I admire both of you because of what you do. Now, uh, Graciela is a empath, and and I also have gifts. So I didn't meet Graciela till she came to Fireside, mm-hmm. and I was watching her Monday night show, and I was I I, I I said, well, wait a minute, but she is like brilliant. Yes, and and it seemed like she was she wasn't showing her brilliance to me because this is what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. But at the time I didn't realize she was brilliant. <laughs> and then I just kept watching and I was like, Oh my God, she is crazy brilliant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I really admire her, you know, just like, um, you know, Graciela, you're here on this show and you're like amazing what you're speaking about. Uh, Your intellect is, is absolutely incredible. But what is also incredible is that depending on which show you're on, um, you are able to communicate with your audience in the way they are most comfortable, the way they are most accepting, the way they can hear what you're saying. Um, So you are like, oh, just incredible the way you do that. Um, And it's all about, you know, communication. How do how do you communicate to a person? How how do you communicate to a person in a way where they'll not only understand you, but hear you and are able to act on what you are saying, on what you are putting out, um, which is always good stuff. You're I, I don't think I've heard you one time where you weren't like on point. <laughs> with with what you're saying, yeah. and it, it goes it goes with you too, uh, Billy D's. Um, well, thank uh, you. You, you, you know, you're really both of you are really amazing um, because it's not an easy thing to do. It's it's just not. It's it's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to go to any audience. And the audience understands you and hears you and will probably act on the advice you're giving Mm -hmm. because it's 
authentic. Hey, look, we got the authentic in there. So, um, yeah, you guys are just amazing, especially you, Graciela. So I know I haven't been in your Monday night show because I'm usually asleep. <laughs> that's 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 where I am. But Graciela has has been in uh, Jill and I's show a couple of times, and she's been on uh, Poetic People Fighting Racism a couple of times, and and we talked about the uh, difference between um, racism in Puerto Rico and racism in the United States, mm-hmm. and even though it's different, it's not that different. You know, racism is racism, you know, wherever you are. Um, And, you know, with the work you do, Billy Dees, um, you know, it's it's a meth. Meth addiction, isn't that what you work with? Uh, Yeah. During the day, it's any type of addiction. We're we're, we're, uh, I during my just let the audience know my day job, as it were, is is what you call it. Um, I work in the marketing department for um, uh, a very large nonprofit here in Ohio who's dedicated to help people with various types of recovery, which stem from, let's say, mental health, addiction recovery, which covers the whole gamut, you know, whether it's alcohol, um, you know, and of course, fentanyl now is becoming a big problem across the nation. Uh, there's a number of others, any, any of these types of things. And we also do social outreach. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of uh, shelters and all that that are funded largely by donations. A lot of the clinical stuff we do is paid for by insurance, but we never turn anybody away. I won't get into all the details right. of that, but but it's it, it's those three pillars: social outreach, recovery, addiction recovery, and that includes, uh, you know, like I said, whether it be what we normally say is drugs or alcohol. DOA is the is the clinical term. Um, uh, AOD. I'm sorry, alcohol and other drugs. I got that reversed. <laughs> um, and then we do social outreach and mental health. So those are the three pillars. Um, but yes, to answer your question, uh, all, all of those things are inclusive. Yes. Yes. And and just to be in that field, in your so-called day job, but it's, it's, it's not a day job. Um, in order to, to work in that, that area, you have to truly care. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really do. It's not a, it's, it's not just a job. It's, it's it's helping people, um, and that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, I know you understand that. I know Graciela understands that. I know that uh, Sonia in the audience there understands it. I know that Adam understands it. Um, you know, about everybody in your audience here tonight under understands that, you know, we're here to do good stuff. Yeah. We're here to try to make things better. Yeah. You know, we, we do what we can, but as long as we're answering our call, um, you know, we're good. Yeah. We just need to do that and not shy away with it. So, and it's another reason why, I love everybody I just mentioned, but then I love everybody. You guys know that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I um, I don't doubt that you are well loved too, Anthony, because you certainly got that spirit. Okay. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> and I, hey, again, you know, Jill's always telling me don't take over somebody's show. So, I'm well, I, I appreciate all your comments. I'll just <laughs> I'll just follow up with uh, about nonprofits in general, but particularly ones that that do anything with uh, mental health and these other types of things. People who work there uh, and a lot of people who work there have jobs that are far harder than mine, especially on the people that are, you know, helping people that come in off the streets. Um, These are people that desperately need help. And unfortunately, a lot of these people don't realize that, excuse me, that you're trying to help them. And they, their, their faculties just aren't there. And, and some of these uh, caseworkers that work on the front lines of this are helping people who resent you for trying to help them. And on top of that, they're not getting paid a whole lot. They're there because they believe in the mission. And through the course of a week or through the the course of a month, they live for those moments when somebody breaks through and turns their life around. And they, the the work that they do is, as the cliche says, is God's work. Uh, Because if it was, if they were in it for the money to be somewhere else, to be in the private sector somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for, for those people who work for our organization because, I mean, I, I suppose I could make more money if I worked for Pepsi, but I, 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 I like helping people who are making the world a better place. And even though I don't do it directly, I'm not a provider, um, but I, I, I do like that culture. Uh, Jill, uh, you are on the stage and I, you always bring a great energy and uh, I'll, I'll let Jill uh have some comments for Graciela. Why, thank you. Thank you for inviting me to the stage. Hello, Graciela. Um, I just want to say to both of you um, that in the short time that I've I've listened to you all on Fireside and, and I feel like I'm getting to know you, you both have incredible empathy uh, levels that I've ever seen. And I consider you both everyday activists um, because you're you're you are helping people. You are um, in in your you're using your gifts to help others, and we should all strive to do that. In my opinion, um, so I just wanted to tell both of you um, that I appreciate everything that you all do, Graciela. I'm glad you mentioned that you had once um, didn't have a voice. I'm glad you found it. I'm glad you're using it um, because you have such strong messages every time I hear you. Um, that um, I I think must be shared. Um, I think that's part of your your mission in life um, and your purpose for being here. So uh, I just wanted to express my gratitude to both of you. Well, thank you so much, Jill and Anthony. Absolutely, thank you. Uh, that's yeah, it's uh, that's very kind, Jill. You have a um, um, an energy that comes across. I was listening to you and Anthony the other day. You have this unmistakable energy that that comes across. And quite frankly, you know, that's something that you either have or you don't. You you can coach people how to maybe bring it out a little bit, but you either have it or you don't. And and, um, what do you bring when when you, when you are coming up with a show and, and you're, you know, planning it or whatever, do you have a strategy or does it just come naturally? What, what do you fold into the spoken word? Um, What, what about the spoken word? whether you're on video or not, when you're just here on Fireside, what uh, what do you feel uh, suits you so well about this medium? What 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 makes you uh, come through so well? Um, is, is it something that you've worked at or is uh, what is your strategy so that other people who are considering uh, doing something like this can kind of listen to what works for you? 
Well, uh, well, thank you for the the compliment. I appreciate that. Um, I, I think it's twofold for me. Um, number one, you all talked about authenticity, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's first and foremost um, because you you're bringing yourself. We all have our personal brands, and um, I don't do anything that takes me off off my brand. Um, so wh- whether I'm listening to a show or doing a show. Um, the other part of it is that for for many years, I worked as a TV producer. Um, so I think in terms of, well, let's have a conversation, let's inform. But a lot of times you get your point across if you inform and entertain <laughs> so that maybe the, the message sticks with people, but they, they're not sure why. And it's because yeah. you entertained them. You know, we didn't we're not preachy. Sure. None of us is preachy. Um, so, but we, we, Tony and I come up with ideas for a show sometimes right before the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, sometimes um, that's the way it works. <laughs> and then sometimes those are the best ones. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Right. Um, and it's really, you know, like, well, what do we like to talk about? And, you know, we, we stick to our personal brand. We, we are what you see on when we were in a show together. That's what you would see if you met us in person. Um, we just happen to be in front of you as we do it. So authenticity first and foremost. Um, and then I bring my, my skill set of having produced shows before. Yeah. And it is certainly shows because so professional, uh, we hear so much about hope. We talked a little bit about that at the beginning of the program. And a lot of people could make the argument that we're living in in, in a time where there is a lot of hopelessness. Okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of world events that have uh, very scary implications. Division, for whatever reason, we could argue about the, or discuss the reasons for all the division in our country. But uh, there's a lot of division now, uh, probably more so than I can remember ever. I mean, it's it's to the point now where everybody is on a team. Everybody is in a bubble. Everybody is in their own reality. And you you can't sway them from that. And that's one of the reasons I'm kind of, uh, I really like what Anthony says about, um, you know, talking, having these forums and being able to communicate because I hope we break some of that down. But my point in all of this is that sometimes we can feel like the world uh, makes us sad. Um, To kind of wrap up the program, what message of hope would you have for people that are out there that that just want to feel better about life and going out and starting their day and going to work and doing the things that you have to do to get by? Well, I mean, I'm laughing because that's, that's pretty, that's a tough one, right? Well, sure it is. Yes. And, <laughs> I, and I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not expecting you to outline a clinical thing, but just, yeah, just because, you know, okay, sure. Go right ahead. Yes. Right. Because we're breaking it down from, the world and everything that's going on out there and that hopelessness. And now we're bringing it into the, you know, my own personal experience and me waking up every day to go to, to go live my life. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, so as a highly sensitive empath, I struggle a hundred percent of the time with what's going on at the world level. Right. I cannot watch the news. If I do watch the news, I'm going to be physically, emotionally, energetically affected by what's going on. So I, put boundaries around that and I research what I need to research. But these are things that are very common for empaths to struggle with, right? And so 
do I want to make the world a better place and for all of us to live in peace and love and happiness? Absolutely. But part of that acceptance piece that has to really come into place in order for me to thrive in my day to day is, well, I can't really influence the whole world at large because, you know, I don't have access to the whole world, but I can influence at home in my community, my sphere of influence. You know, it starts within. And if I don't show up for myself, then I can't show up for the people that are immediate to me, so on and so forth. It's like, we all believe that the world influencer only applies if I have 20,000 followers. Right. In reality, if you have one follower, you have an impact. You can influence. You can build community. It starts with you and your you know, immediate sphere of influence. And as you know, I'm a stepmother of young adults. Mm-hmm. My stepkids are between 17 and 24. And they are my sphere of influence, my immediate, the immediate people I can have you know, uh, influence over my husband, my child. And so we tend to kind of like blind ourselves with these media myths about influencing and making a difference. But in reality, it's like the day to day. And then to wrap up your question, my son is roaring like he's a dinosaur. Uh, this is what you're listening to. (laughs) Um, to wrap up your question, Mm -hmm. a message that I would like to share with others is, you know, the, the most impressive thing that I found out about hope, which is that no one is hopeless. And what I use to kind of back that up is the fact that the American Psychological Association has no evidence of hopelessness or false hope in their research. So they took an age group, they took a topic, they took all these experiments, and everybody showed a level of hope that counts, even if it's 1%, right? And so they have zero evidence of false hope. And what that tells me is, even when you feel like you're hopeless, there is hope out there. The question is, are you open enough to see it? Are you welcoming it? Are you open enough to receive it? So on and so forth. That's a great point. Uh, A lot of times when we fall into that trap, uh, we have a tendency to focus on the negative things. And there is a lot of good out there. There's absolutely a lot of good out there, and that should energize us. That's that's a great point. Um, Sonia just came up. I want to go to her, and then I'll go to Jill and Anthony for any closing remarks. So we're coming up on the hour, and I know you have to get ready to do your show. Sonia, welcome to the stage. It's always uh, great to have you, and uh, please go ahead and speak. But, uh, I sure am close to listen in. And, uh, you know, Graciela, whatever you do affects the whole world, by the way. Just, you know, not only around you, because you're on social media as well. Look at how many people heard you, right? And uh, that's international. So it is global in many ways. So I just want to say that uh, coming up here because, um, you know, that's how we affect the world, just being who we are and working from the inside. So people like, you know, Billy and I talk about you like that, right? And so in that sense... Um, in our circle of influence, we are also spreading the message of what's being, you know, uh, taught or what's being said. So it's, it's, you know, something that we have to be conscious of, right? Because everything that way, our actions are also conscious about, uh, you know, what we do. 
just on that thought I say a little bit. <laughs> thank you. I just want to thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you for for your kind words and and you're absolutely right. And we tend to take take ourselves for granted because sometimes you know the progress or the lack thereof just really it can be discouraging. But I definitely appreciate your words, uh, Jill. Any closing remarks? Anything you want to say to Graciela? Keep soaring. Awesome, uh, Anthony. Okay. Oh, that was my wife. That was quick. (laughs) Keep soaring. Hey, uh, no, but uh, seriously, um, you, Graciela, again, you know, we love you. We really do, even though you don't see us as much. um, But we really do love you. Um, But, you know, when we're talking about being authentic, uh, I had an audience member say to me in the I'm Right, I'm Right show, I'm trying to figure out who you are. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, sometimes you sound like Eddie Murphy. Sometimes you sound like Barack Obama. W- which is it? It's both of those. I'm being authentic. I'm being who I am. So it doesn't matter which show we're in. doesn't matter which show we're a guest in, we're still being authentic. Maybe the people see a different part of us, but it's still us. And that's that's like Graciela, hands down. Um, we 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 see another part of Graciela in Billy D's show, you know, than than the Monday night show. We'll see a different part of Graciela in someone else's show, but that's still. Graciella, that is still who she is. She's authentic and she does not deviate. So we love you. Yes. And soar. Yes, and soar. <laughs> soar, keep going. Oh, Anthony. Yes, thank you so much. And, you know, just a little bit to, re- to reply to that. It's been, um, it's been, I've put in the work to get to that, right? It's like uh, Jill was talking about, um, really developing my voice. And I've been journaling since I was a teenager. And it's, it's been a journey to look back at my journaling and find out that I really had a message, I had a voice, and I had a desire to share it. But I wasn't in a home where I was heard or given that chance, right? Like I literally had to raise my hand to wait for my turn for my family to be like, okay, what do you have to say? Like that was my childhood. And so and then, of course, you know, the, the, the relationships that followed that were not a safe space for me to express myself. And so it's been a journey to kind of embrace like all of those parts of myself. It's like, I love Jesus Christ. I love going to church. Absolutely. I can talk about the gospel all day long, but I also like the moon and I like astrology. Like, why would I hide that away just because, right? If I can just mm-hmm. deliver a very specific message and show up authentic and just do what I love. And so it's been a journey to kind of target those parts of myself that I want to share. And it's, you know, I wouldn't have been authentic if I had been in my room because I'm home alone with a child. So I need him on my lap or I need him to be roaring if that's what he wants to do, because that's what authentic to my experience right now. Right. And so there's there's a lot that goes into figuring that out. And it's been a journey to get here. So thank you for seeing me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Graciela, thank you. Uh, obviously, a great uh, talk this evening. Thank, thank you, everyone. And I always make a point to say, even if you just listened, you had an impact. Uh, being there as listeners affects the show. 
Um, and, you know, and, and it's true even in physics. It's been shown that atomic, subatomic part, particles behave differently when they're being observed. So um, you, everyone has an effect on the show. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone that came up and spoke. Graciela, thank you very much. Now you're on Twitter. You're SOM Coaching at SOM Coaching on Twitter. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, good. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Real easy to find on Twitter at Billy D's. You can tweet me anytime. Just be nice. That's what I always tell people. Thank you for everyone who participated, came up on the stage. Thank you, uh, everyone who came in to listen. Thank you so much for being here. That's going to wrap things up for this evening. And I hope to talk to you again very soon. Thank you. I'm Billy Dees and host of the self-titled podcast, The Billy Dees Podcast. We are primarily an interview and a commentary-based podcast featuring authors and creators talking about their craft, advocates for community issues, and myself and an array of co-hosts discussing current events. There's no partisan ranting and raving going on here, just great content. You can find The Billy Dees Podcast on your favorite platform and on Twitter at Billy Dees. Thank you, and I hope you listen in.